It's time for another Board Recap Podcast. Dr. Smith, how are you today? Doing great. Thanks. Uh, Thanksgiving week here, so short week, a lot to be thankful for. And last night we had uh, really just a smooth, traditional-type school board meeting. didn't even take very long, so we're going to run through the agenda and talk about that. So let's start with good news from last night. Had several things to highlight. We were named a recipient of the Pathways to Adult Success Design Challenge from the Everyone Graduates Center, uh, or that's what named us, and that's some of that has to do with our partnership with John Hopkins University, which you've always talked about the partnerships we have, how blessed we are to have them. Yes, that's a long-standing partnership with John Hop or Johns Hopkins University, and, and been very, very beneficial. Certainly appreciate the expertise they bring. Definitely, and then also we did lift up the fact that we had just under one thousand nine hundred individuals who responded on our Better Together Feedback Week last week, and. Really, it was so interesting to look at the different um, pieces of feedback that came in, some themes that were lifted up, and just a lot of comments from either parents or even people talking about colleagues or community members talking about our schools. So really very interested uh, to see where we go with that. And I know you take that very seriously, our continuous improvement planning process. And this was really the first step in that. So uh, certainly was. And uh, I appreciate the community outreach. We are a community school system and uh, we we embrace that. Uh, and we certainly want to know what the community thinks, what the community needs. So this is a key component. And we're in the process now of, of doing an analysis on the information that was provided. And then we will share that out with the public as we continue to move forward with strategic planning. Most definitely. Also lifted the fact we had two of our counselors made a presentation at the Indiana School Counselors Association Conference in Indianapolis, uh, talking about our comprehensive school counseling program. And like a lot of things we do, I think the uh, pride point here was we had so many people reaching out to us to hear more about the program we've created here in EVSC. Um, so really proud to be able to share that knowledge with, with other individuals. And then finally, last night in good news, we mentioned the fact that our Director of Strategic, strategic Engagement, Sheila Huff, uh, who is certainly widely known in our community, was recently awarded the Effie Thomas Development Award uh, at the Mayor and Human Relations Commission Annual Celebration of Diversity. Diversity Awards dinners. So congratulations to Mrs. Huff uh, for the work she continues to do. Absolutely. Quite an honor. Very, very proud of her work. Okay. And that took us through good news. So that sets us up for the consent items. You want to go through those with us? Certainly. And you mentioned from the onset that it was a, uh, I think, just a 30-minute meeting. But, you know, <laughs> just want to reiterate that these are meetings that are held in the public. There is so much work that goes on before this meeting takes place. Uh, that with the information items and then the action items. So uh, anything, and we will get to the action items in just a minute, but all of that is provided to board members two weeks in advance, and that is after uh, considerable work, vetting things through legal counsel, making certain that everything is as it should be. And then the final culminating action uh, has to be done in public as uh, per state statute. But I don't want to make light of the fact Certainly. that there is constant communication with board members individually. Uh, they receive this information certainly ahead of time and then very uh, receptive to any questions that they may have. So all of this is thoroughly vetted before we do ask them to approve it. And, and there really is, I think, what you're getting at. There's so much back and forth. I know you take um, responsibility for making sure board members have such a solid understanding of everything that's discussed in these meetings. But then on the flip side, the board members really take a lot of responsibility in making sure anything they have questions about or want to know more about, 
they're having additional conversations with you too. So there is a lot of information being exchanged constantly. There is. Uh, and I think it's a credit to all of our board members that they make it look easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's so much work that goes on. Yeah, school board members definitely don't just serve every other Monday night. Correct. Right. So just wanted to make certain. No, that's a great point. That. So when we look at consent items, and these are things that basically require board approval, but many of these things have taken place uh, before. For instance, uh, we don't wait to pay our bills once every two weeks. We continue to pay our bills, but it is the responsibility of a board member for oversight to make certain that they do approve those. And then, as you know, we're audited also. Uh, But I'm jumping ahead to item 2.02. We certainly do approve the minutes of the previous board meeting and executive session of what has taken place. Item 2.02, then consideration of the allowance of payments. And for this two-week period of time, uh, the allowance of payments totals $10,835,870.32. And if anyone would like to click on the attachment, then you will see a breakdown of the various funds and the particular expenditures that make up that $10.8 million uh, total allowance of payments. The vast majority of this was wrapped up into personnel expense with one payroll. Basically, with that click, you can open the checkbook and see where all of the payments were made during this period. Correct. Then item 2.03, consideration to approve purchase of items for extracurricular accounts or from extracurricular accounts. And this was somewhat of a novel purchase. Uh, Teacouple Elementary School has secured funding to purchase a baby grand piano. So they are very, very excited about that. I heard about this uh, early on, and I know that everyone is excited to bring this to fruition. And uh, we do have a board policy that requires any extracurricular purchase that exceeds $500 to at least go before the board, because then the board accepts responsibility for the maintenance and upkeep of anything that's purchased. So that's why it's always important for the board to be aware of those big purchases. Yeah, not just every elementary school has a baby grand piano. So looking forward to seeing all the things they're able to do with that with their students. Yes. And then item 2.04, as we click on grant proposals, you will see that there are two federal grants that were approved through consent. We have annual Title I funds, and that is part of a federal two-year non-competitive grant really whose purpose is to improve academic achievement through a couple of the initiatives that are listed here. One is to increase student access to well-rounded education. So we use this um, or these funds, for instance, to provide transportation for students that are in our ramp program out at AmeriQual, which is a great program for uh, students. Second would be to improve uh, student conditions for learning. And then the third would be to improve uh, the use of technology. We don't really use title funds too much for that because we have access to file other funds for technology. We really try to leverage these funds to improve academic achievement uh, really through access. And then moving on then to Title II, also another federal non-competitive annual grant. And this is based uh, on student enrollment as well as availability of federal funds. And this is really used for staff professional development. We use the vast majority of these funds for our coaching model because we do believe that everyone in any profession should have the opportunity to get better and better and better. And um, we know that there is nothing more important in our community than serving our students through our educational process. Teachers are such a 
such an important component in that. In fact, research will tell you that they are the number one driver, and we simply want our teachers to be the best. So just as I hope and pray that my doctor has access to professional development and coaching and opportunities to improve, we want each and every one of our teachers to have that same kind of access to coaching and to improvement because we know as talented as our teachers are, everybody wants our teachers to have the opportunity to be the very best teacher that they can be. And if we don't set that system in place, if we don't create that support network for our teachers, then shame on us. Then we're not doing Absolutely. what we need to do to support them so that they can continue uh, to maximize their potential as educators. Absolutely. Uh, no one wants any profession uh, and any individual in any profession to only know what they learned in college. No, you're exactly and, and right. I think of the opportunities that I've had through this great corporation to continue to learn and to continue and to prove my understanding. Um, I, th I think that that is one of the things that EVSC is known for throughout the state and really throughout the nation is our, our love of continuous improvement. And you cannot have continuous improvement if you do not have an intentionality behind providing additional opportunities for our employees. We really work tirelessly to make that really embedded in the culture of, of EVSC. I Absolutely. mean, we've, we've said all along that any organization, as you just said so eloquently, has to continue to get better and, and continue to evolve and improve. And that's certainly everything we do is all about that. Absolutely. Going on to item 2.05, the consideration to approve the resolution for the continued participation in the Indiana Bond Bank for calendar year 2022. As I think most of our public knows, a uh, portion of our funding comes from property taxes, and we receive those property taxes two times a year in January, I'm sorry, in June and December. So this really just helps us with cash flow. And it is basically at a 1% interest. So it is something that helps us uh, match our revenue cash flow with our expenditures. And uh, it's not additional funding per se. It just helps us with that cash flow. Okay. 2.06, consideration to approve the reappointment of the EVSC representative to the Area Planning Commission. Roger Lehman has served in that capacity for a number of years and does a phenomenal job on uh, the Area Planning Commission itself. Item 2.07, consideration to approve the agreement with Mass Insight Education Research. This is specifically with our coaching design support. There we go again, uh, talking about supporting our educators. Yes, yeah, so we have a pretty robust system for coaching. It has been in place for a while as part of our continuous improvement process. We always want to make certain that we can continue to do things better. So this is a deeper dive in how we're doing things. Uh, we're not just satisfied with the status quo. We always want to get better. So we want to see how we can improve, how we can serve our teachers better. And this is a key component. And then finally, under consent, item 2.08, consideration to approve the consultation agreement with Partners in Advanced Education. We're blessed to have about 12% of our student body that has been identified through a process uh, as high ability. Uh, we want to make certain, once again, that we are making certain that we have access to all of our students, for all of our students, that um, that we don't miss anybody that could be identified as high ability. So this is taking a deeper dive, uh, basically with Scott Peters, who has consulted with dozens of school corporations and is really a, a 
expert in this field, and he's coming in to take a look at our practices to make certain that the identification and the programming options that we have for our students are top-notch. Definitely. And that wraps up consent items, takes us into personnel recommendations. And I know usually we just say you can click on this and see, and you certainly can. But if you would talk to us a little bit about something we've done recently with December graduates and why that's important, because that's in our personnel recommendations. So share that with us if you would. Yes, we're really fortunate to have some outstanding local universities. And we have uh always, every year, a number of December grads, what we call December grads. Yeah. They may have finished in three and a half years or maybe four and a half years. But we typically think of graduates coming to us through graduation ceremonies in May. So we're blessed. This is the first round of individuals to have gone through the interview process when we call them December grads. So we're bringing them now as soon as they've graduated. Uh, they will begin working for us. And you see teaching assignment flex. So we have zone uh, schools. So we have grouped our schools that are in similar situations. And we, with, um, for instance, you see Lauren Franklin here, zone five. So she would be working out of all of high schools because our high schools are in zone five. Um, so basically is getting the December grads familiar with the school, getting the students and the staff familiar with them because they will function somewhat in the role of a substitute, but with familiarity of students and the staff and the particular standard operating procedures in the school. So they will become very well known in that school. Basically will help us with our staffing levels. So, And, you know, besides having the advantage of then having them join us here for the second semester and having them start working, we always say we want the best and the brightest educators that are coming out of colleges and universities. So rather than waiting, and who knows where people end up going by next summer when you would think of some teachers, new teachers being hired, we're going to go ahead and get them working right, right now so that we can have them join our EVSC team, which Absolutely. is a win. So very excited. Uh, uh, the folks that interviewed them felt <laughs> uh, just exceedingly uh, optimistic about the qualities that they possessed, and we're very, very happy to have them join our teaching ranks. So we're excited to have them on board. Yeah, great, definitely. So then that takes us into one action item last night. Yes, and this is we have a phenomenal program for children of our employees uh, called We Care. So from infants all the way up to uh, pre-K. And this program has been in place now since 2014. It is a phenomenal program for our employees that have young kids. This is the second increase um, in fees that we have our employees pay. It is a, still a very uh, discounted program according to the industry standards that we have in Evansville and the rates that are charged in other early learning centers. Uh, the recommendation was for the fee to go up $10 per week starting July 1st. Oh, all right. And that, as you said, is part uh, underneath the umbrella of our overall early learning program here, this one geared towards employees' children. But we always take a lot of pride in all of the early learning programs that we offer to get those youngest learners uh, in a great position so they're set up for success throughout their school career. Absolutely. Very exciting. And as a parent, uh, I still remember when my kids were young, what a comfort it is to know that your kids are in a loving, caring environment. 
definitely great uh, opportunities afforded their way. Um, so I think that just helps our teachers have that peace of mind knowing that their own kids are taken care of so that they can serve the community's kids. Absolutely. And that takes us to information items last night. Yes, 5.01. I think it's no surprise that EVSC is a a large enterprise. We have over 5 million square feet under roof. We have a fleet of vehicles. We have a fleet of buses. So this basically, when we look at our property casualty insurance, uh, very important that we go out on the market and have competitive rates. And this, once again, while this is an increase, it also is an increase that's below the industry standard. So a lot of work goes into this uh, with our partner, Epic Insurance. And um, so this is basically presented as information. But as I alluded to from the onset of the the podcast, so much work goes into being able to deliver this recommendation to the board. It goes through our consultant, goes through legal counsel, goes through our operations team, through our chief of staff. Uh, There's back and forth, there's negotiation that goes on with various vendors, and then we deliver the very best package for our community to make certain that, God forbid, anything does occur, that we have the insurance necessary to cover that. Great example of some of the behind-the-scenes action and activities that take place in a large school corporation like us. We all think of that classroom, but certainly a lot of things go on behind the scenes to make sure that everything can continue in those classrooms. So this was presented to the board as information. They, I actually, and others provided additional information prior to this presentation on the board meeting. They'll have two weeks then to process any other questions that they may have, and then our upcoming board meeting, it may look like a simple yes or no vote, but once again, so much has gone on uh, to make certain that we can deliver the best product possible. Definitely. Then item 2.02304304 and 05 are those uh, monthly updates for the financial uh, reports that we provide to board. So any member of the public can click on those and see uh, the contents of those financial reports. Definitely. And we encourage you, if you're interested in that, click on those and do a deep dive in, and you can really see everything that Dr. Underwood reviews at our board meetings. Absolutely. And then the final uh, information item was presented by Dr. Perry, and this is uh, basically reinsurance for our health insurance. So... Uh, as you know, we insure really over 6,000 individuals. So if there is an individual um, who has claims that exceed $325,000, then this reinsurance would cover any cost above that $325,000. So once again, Epic Insurance on the health insurance side went out for bids, uh, worked through all that. The original reinsurance renewal came in at $55.59 per employee per month uh, versus the current rate of $44.51, which was a nearly 25% increase. Through their efforts, though, that was knocked down to a 9.5% increase. So very pleased with that. Um, I think the industry standard is certainly above that. So we're once again very pleased to be able to work in concert with Epic and uh, others to make certain that we're getting the best value for our investment in that. Any funds that we can save here can then be driven back into the classroom. And really, that's the key. Anytime we're talking about anything on that operations side, the more efficient and effective, the more we're able to use resources to keep those costs down. As you said, 
it then results in a, a real positive win on the academic side. Right. And while this may be a simple yes or no vote in a few weeks from now, the amount of work that we put in on health insurance and providing a great benefit for our employees while keeping those costs down uh, is so important because uh, health insurance is a very expensive spend for us as it is for any employer. For us, I think it's about a $36 million price tag every year. But uh, I remember when I was responsible for that from the day-to-day operations of our health insurance that we would get annual uh, premium increases in the neighborhood of four to five million dollars annually, which were just not sustainable. So, back in 2015, the board did put in place really a three pronged attack. Uh, we went, we continued to look at being fully insured, but there was a point in time where self insured was much more beneficial for us from a cost perspective. But at the same time, it wasn't just going to self-insurance, it was also providing a platform of six different plan designs, as well as providing health and wellness centers for our insured employees, which would allow us to control the cost for that. But our employees benefited from being able to attend health and wellness centers free, no cost to our employees for their exams, for their labs, and for their meds. So that's a great way of us being able to control cost for health insurance and for those medical, uh, bills that our employees incur. And really, when it comes to insurance, we always say our goal is to provide the best insurance coverage possible um, at a very fair price for our employees, while at the same time, from a corporation side, doing everything possible to make sure those costs stay in a range that, from a corporate level, we're comfortable with so that we do not take up more money that takes away from the academic side. Absolutely. And we were able to stave off an increase in health insurance costs until this year. This year, there is a modest increase. uh, But having no increase in health insurance to the employees for seven years, I think is unheard of. And so they still have access to a great benefit. But uh, I tell you, the wisdom of the board, along with our partners with Epic, uh, to put that in place seven years ago has saved this corporation and our employees millions of dollars in seven years. So maybe the uh, as we wrap up this podcast with Thanksgiving coming Thursday, maybe we can be thankful for all of the great people and the behind-the-scenes work that you may not see on the day-to-day side of a school running, but that are able to do the things and work the magic they're able to do to make sure all of this is taken care of so that things can continue to be successful at that classroom and school level. Absolutely. Our teachers are the best. Custodians are the best. Administrators are principals. Phenomenal. Uh, So my gratitude, my thanks this Thanksgiving is once again being so thankful for all of our employees that allowed us last year to be the largest school district to be open each and every day for in-person instruction in the entire Midwest. Think about that. Think about how that helped parents be able to keep their jobs, to be able to go to work, how that was great for this local economy. How and great for kids. Great for kids, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, to be able to be in person each and every day with their students. So incredibly grateful for our team that allowed that to happen last year. This year, no question, it's been a difficult year for us, but it's been difficult for everybody in our community. I never want to lose sight of that. So grateful for our parents, for our kids, for our staff, for this entire community. This is a phenomenal place to live and to raise kids, and I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be a part of this community. 
Okay, well said. We're going to end on that note. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family and to everyone listening, Dr. Smith. Thank you.